Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Welcome back once again to the Corner of Truth and Courage. These last few days we've been talking about trends, toxic trends that are killing America. And I've been focusing more on the indoctrination of our young people. Not only has it gone into our public school system, but it's also grown into our government, into the federal government, into the training. It's getting into our businesses, in the hiring of new people and training them, of uh, being sensitive to certain issues and developing a new thinking in this land on the topic of what they call the critical race theory. President Trump signed an executive order to prevent this from being taught in the federal government to employees. Of course, when Biden came in as president, he rescinded that executive order on day one and is reestablishing this teaching in our government to our government employees and officials and in our schools. And you need to be aware of what this is about, critical race theory. We've been talking about Common Core as they've been teaching our children uh, this, and it all boils down to Marxism. I've been trying to warn you about this for uh, at least five years now, six years perhaps. I, it, it took me a while. It took me a while to figure that out. But um, more and more that I look into this, the more I see the danger of it and am firmly convinced that the ideologies of Marxism is behind a lot of this stuff that we see going on in our country today. I've kind of been talking about that this week. Today I want to uh, focus on critical race theory. And I came across an excellent article. It actually is a speech that was given by Christopher Rufo at the Hillsdale College on March 30th of this year. And I want to read some of the highlights of what he said in his speech. Who is he? Christopher Rufo is, a found, is the founder and director of Battlefront, which is a public policy research center. He's a graduate of Georgetown University, a former Lincoln Fellow at the Claremont Institute for the Study of Statesmanship and Political Philosophy. And uh, he has done uh, uh, a number of uh, produced documentary films that have gone on PBS and uh, in, in different areas there of, uh, of research. And so his topic that he was discussing was critical race theory. And what's interesting is that he has fallen on the same conclusion that I have come to, and I think he's right on the nail with critical race theory. And he says this, explaining critical race theory, it helps to begin with a brief history of Marxism. Isn't that interesting? As I said, he's fallen on the same conclusion that I have come to. And he explains some things about Marxism and how they're adapting this argument here in the United States. And here's the issue, and I, and I think he covers it well, and um, you see, in Europe, where Karl Marx you know, came from, they were in a class system. It was very evident. If you watch some British TV of old in, 
uh, uh, times of the 1800s and, and so on there, uh, Europe was definitely a class system. You had the royalty, then you had your nobility, uh, then you had your gentry, and uh, then you had a budding middle class is where your um, business workers and bankers and so on there, many of them became part of the gentry and, and whatnot. But then you had the lower class, and these were the people who were oppressed and victimized by the rich during that class system of Europe. Well, they can't quite make those same arguments here because we do not have a class system here in the United States. Pretty much everyone is treated equal. Whether you're rich or, or, or poor, you have equal rights. Not so in Europe back in the 1800s. And so they're now trying to make a different division here. And that division line is on race. And so the argument is simply this. If you're white, you're evil. You're part of the evil uh, class in our society. You got privileged. You became the bourgeois. You're privileged because uh, you're white. You have made it. You mirror wealth and your privileged status on the backs, and and you're the you're the villains. And the victims are the immigrants, uh, people of color, and you should feel ashamed for it and so on. And so this critical race theory has now come into the academic world in the 1990s, and I'm reading to you some of the highlights of this speech by uh, Christopher Rufo. And, um, and again, it's based on Marxism. The default, uh, and so this ideology has now bred into public institutions, government agencies, the public school system, teacher training programs, corporate human resource departments, diversity training programs, uh, school curricula, and so on. They use terms like equity, social justice, diversity and inclusion, culturally responsive teaching. So these are their buzzwords that they use. Now, they can't go out there and simply sell you neo-Marxism, but they, that's going to be hard sell, as he says. But what they do sell is the term equity. And it sounds non-threatening, and it can easily be confused with the American principle of equality. But equity and equality are really two worlds apart. And so they, uh, they sparse words and, and make different definitions for some of these things that are out there. But I don't want to get into that part of his speech, but I want to give you some examples he gives of how this is being used and taught in our public institutions, in government agencies, and so on. First of all, let me read to you what UCLA law professor Cheryl Harris had to say about critical race uh, theory. Uh, Cheryl Harris has made a, a proposition she proposes that we should suspend all private property rights in this country, that we should seize land and wealth and redistribute them along racial lines. Hmm, isn't that interesting? Critical race guru Ibram X. Kendi, who directs the Center of Anti-Racist Research at Boston University, has proposed the creation of a federal department the Federal Department of Anti-Racism, 
And this department would be independent and unaccountable to all the elected branches of government. And we would give this department full veto power to nullify or abolish any laws at any level of government and and curtail the speech of political leaders and others who are deemed insufficiently anti-racist. So, if you're deemed as anti-racist, then you pretty much have no more rights left in this country. You have no right to your speech. You certainly have no rights to your property. Can you see the Marxism that's here? Because that's exactly what happened. They said to the rich, to the bourgeois, to the privileged, you are villains. We're taking back what you took from us. You no longer have the right to your property. We're going to take it from you, and we're going to redistribute it. If you don't like what we're saying, then there's the uh, there's a simple formula for you. We will cancel, cancel you out and bring you to the end of your life. Brought almost 100 million people to their deaths because of this philosophy, this type of government. This is what's being proposed in our colleges today by some professors. Kendi went on to say, in order to, to truly be anti-racist, you have to be truly anti-capitalist. Let me think, think that through. If you're going to be in this country and be truly anti-racist, if you're saying you're anti-racist, you also have to declare yourself as anti-capitalist. A capitalist means believes that you have rights to your private property. Being anti-capitalist means that you don't have rights to your property. Let's go on. Let me give you some other examples how it's getting into our public, sorry, into our government agencies. Training that's been held for the FBI and Homeland Security. They're telling white employees that they are committing micro inequities and that they have been socialized into oppressing to oppressor roles. So if you're white, uh, they're being taught in these institutes, in the FBI and in our Department of Homeland Security, that President Trump tried to stop this nonsense from being taught, but Biden has restarted it again. And so uh, we're telling our white employees you are committing micro inequities. You're not, um, uh, you, you're a victim here. You're doing something wrong. You have been socialized into oppressor roles. The Treasury Department held training sessions telling staff members that virtually all white people contribute to racism and that they must convert everyone in the federal government to the ideology of anti-racism. Sandra, the, the Sandia National Laboratories, which designs American nuclear arsenal, our, our, our arsenal, they sent their white male executives to a three-day re-education camp. And they were told this, that the white male culture was an, an analogous to the KKK, that they are white supremacists, that they are um, guilty of mass killings, that the executives were forced 
to renounce their white male privilege and write letters of apology to fictitious women and people of color. Uh, <laughs> we could go on. This happened in, in some schools in California, the elementary school. They were forced, they forced first graders to deconstruct their racial and sexual identities and rank themselves according to their power and privilege. In Springfield, Missouri, a middle school forced teachers to locate themselves on the oppression matrix based on the idea that straight, white, English-speaking Christian males are members of the oppressor's class and must atone for their privilege and convert uh, white supremacy. And so, folks, this is an, an, an example after example after example he gives where this stuff is going on, not only in our schools, but going on in our government, going on in, in private companies, teaching CEOs and executives that if you're white, you are filth, you are uh, the villain, and you should be ashamed of it, and you should apologize for it and repent of it, and, and so on there. This, my friend, is critical race theory. And what it's designed to do is to take a class of people and set them at, as to being the enemy of the others. And they're trying to divide our nation and create an upheaval and create violence and destruction, mainly, of a system called capitalism, where people have rights to their personal property. And they want to take that away. Now, tomorrow, I'm going to talk to you about some solutions to all of this nonsense. I hope you'll join us tomorrow at the corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you.